0: Welcome to the Caregiven Podcast. I'm Inga. And I'm Julie. And long story short, we have Caregiven. We are two mom entrepreneurs who have built an in-home care business from the ground up, guided every step of the way by God's care and fueled by agape love. Almost 14 years later, we felt called to create this podcast as a resource for families with caregiving needs. Whether you care for a family member or are looking for advice on professional caregiving, we want this to be a platform to support you. Each week, we will come
1: to you with encouraging stories of families who have found the right balance for their loved ones, tips for how to care for them and you, and much more. We hope you continue to join us each week as we share in this exciting new journey together.
0: Hello, sunshines, and hello, Julie. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah, we're 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 upon a new year. Yeah. Wow. I. Just don't even know where time goes. It flies. It's really, it's really cliche, right? Oh, time flies or yeah, but it's true. It is the truth. Mm -hmm. So uh, any big new year resolutions?
1: (laughs) I have a resolution not to have a resolution because I am one of those that isn't going to get my butt to the gym. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll work on dieting every once in a while when you make me. (laughs) And um, I always, no, no. Yeah. I d- the answer is no
0: yeah th- perfect <laughs> you know I'm I'm kind of the same way like what am I going to s- promise myself that I'm going to promptly break but I do have one thing that I want to work on this year and I think I'm going to try a little bit harder to help uh, Kevin and Bailey with lambing uh, I mean I normally try pretty hard no but maybe just a little extra hard extra extra <clears throat> you bet yeah yeah we're we're going to be lambing out some pretty cool ewes Popping out some babies. Yep, we're expecting 40, 50, maybe 60 of them. Oof, let's go for the 60. Yep, let's do it. Yay. Goals. Nothing better than a bundle of joy. Oh my gosh, the best thing in the world is when you see those little lambs, when they start to really be able to move around, and they're like little popcorn. They Mm -hmm. just jump and run and play. So cute. Yeah. They love to play king of the mountain, king of the hill. Mm. That's great. I can't wait for that. Is it
1: a hill or is it a big
0: old turd pile? (laughs) <laughs> that's mostly what it is. Yes. Eventually it like decomposes and like breaks down and turns into good dirt though. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. The best. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shall we move into the verse of the week? Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have for you today, this is actually James one six, and um, this verse says, but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed Mm -hmm. you know we've been talking a lot about this um it, it seems like it comes up actually in every episode about giving it to god and just not hanging on to it and not pulling back from it so when we when we ask then we have to let go Right, right. Don't wait. That is
1: a big life lesson right there is not to worry because we're not in control. <laughs> we have to have faith and and give it to God. Yeah. It's not easy.
0: It is not easy, but I also don't want to be tossed in the sea like the wind. Mm. I don't I don't No. Big oceans scare me. You love the water. You yes. love the oceans. It's overwhelming to me.
1: Well, I um I am very much a land lover though mm-hmm. because truly um I if I get out Like in the open, open, I'm seasick in a miserable, miserable old bag.
0: I I seem to recall a deep sea fishing trip or something where (laughs) you spent like four hours in a little tiny That was the most
1: expensive nap I've ever taken. (laughs) I
0: was so mad. Oh man, (laughs) that was rough.
1: So excited to get me a big old marlin or something. Yeah. And then no, I, I was down in the bottom just trying not to die
0: (laughs) well we'll have to try again sometime and and maybe you can take some seasick stuff a little earlier on yeah that's yeah are you willing to give it another go I don't know it was pretty traumatic gonna hold my hair back when I'm
1: (laughs) (laughs) barfing into the sea
0: all right we'll have to just forego that then (laughs) anywho the long and short of it is uh trust your stuff with God don't waver he's got you I don't think he wants me on a
1: a boat. There we go. I'm trusting that God doesn't want me on a boat. Okay.
0: So there we are. He taught you your lesson and you're you're out now.
1: But the the water is incredible. To me, the power of the ocean is just, I don't even get it. Right. I can't wrap my mind around it. And just to sit there, I just am in awe.
0: Yeah. I think that's when I say overwhelmed, it is that because it Mm -hmm. is just incredibly powerful and Mm -hmm. um, ever-changing. So beautiful. Cool. Hit me up with your uh, inspiring story, Jules. Well, because of the holidays
1: and everything, um, I had uh, a story of the gift of kindness. Instead of receiving gifts, she asked her family to spread kindness to those in need. So, on Christmas morning, I was surrounded by my children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. There were presents under the tree. None of them were for me, and I couldn't have been happier. I have more than enough, so I'd ask my family not to buy me anything, but instead to help someone in need with the money they would have spent on me. Family members told me about some wonderful things they'd done. One grandchild bought... New toy, uh, shoes, and winter boots for children living in poverty. Another had donated to an organization that helps grieving mothers. Others had purchased gifts for kids who had posted Christmas wish lists on their church's giving tree. My heart swelled as I pictured all of the people who had nicer holiday because of these acts of kindness. It was the best Christmas gift I could have ever asked for.
0: Oh, you know who that makes me think of Hmm. is um, little Carter Colby. Uh Uh-huh. With his Toys for Tots? Oh, yes. Um, oh, man. that's We're going to have to have him on. Yeah, <clears throat> I love that. Cool. Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to read you my story, and it is actually called, it's titled, How Mysterious Tracks Gave Her Hope in a Snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was kind of relevant to the time of year that we are in. So, here we go. Thick snowflakes swirled around my windshield. Everything around me was blanketed in in white. The light was fading as the sunset over the rocky peaks. I was driving up a mountain pass on what was supposed to be a four-hour trip from Red River, New Mexico to Durango, Colorado. I inched along on a winding, unfamiliar road in a snowstorm. I was on my way to meet my boyfriend who was visiting his family in Durango. He invited me to join them for the weekend. I was staying at a friend's house in Red River. The fastest way to Durango from Red River would take me through this mountain road, but I was so excited about the weekend ahead that the route didn't faze me. I left without checking the weather. 30 minutes into my drive, the snow had started. Gentle flurries at first. I thought about turning around, but it hardly looked threatening, so I continued. Now, I regretted that decision, but it was too late. The road was too narrow and icy for me to turn around. To my right, there was a sheer cliff face, and to the left, a sharp drop-off descending hundreds of feet. The snow was bad and getting worse. The only way out was forward, higher and higher, into the mountains." The last bit of sunlight had disappeared and I couldn't see anything beyond the few feet illuminated by my headlights. I panicked. My cell phone had lost service as soon as I'd entered the mountain past and remained at zero bars. I couldn't call for help. I had some bottled water in the trunk, the clothes in my luggage. Maybe I could find a place to pull over and bundle up until morning. Would that be enough to keep me warm all night? How long would it take for someone to find me, if anyone ever would? I gripped the wheel tighter. Please, God, help me, I whispered. Then... I noticed something. A pair of lights seemed to glow dimly through the snowstorm. I blinked hard, then peered ahead. There they were, tail lights. There was a car in front of me. At least someone was here with me. Focus on the lights, I told myself, not your fear. I followed my guide for at least another half hour as we continued to ascend the mountain. Finally, I I felt the road start to level out and then gradually descend. I lost sight of the taillights ahead of me, but the panic didn't return. I could see the car's tire tracks in my headlights. All I had to do was follow the tracks the rest of the way down the mountain. I drove slowly, keeping my wheels within the tracks um, every inch of the way. Soon, I could see the lights of a town twinkling in the distance. The snow started to cover the tracks I was following, but both of us had made it. At the base of the mountain, I spotted taillights. I wondered if it was my guide. If so, I wanted to thank him. But as I got closer, I saw it wasn't a car. It was a snow plow. I pulled up beside it and rolled down my window. The driver of the plow did the same. Excuse me, I said. Did you see another car come down the road ahead of me? The driver looked at me as if I were insane. Lady, he said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been working here at the base of this mountain for the past two or three hours. No one has gone up or come down that mountain but you. I didn't correct him, but I knew differently. I hadn't been alone on that mountain road that night. Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: Scary, huh? Oh, Scary, but good. Wow. What a very... He will show you the way. Cool story, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I thought so, too. Mm.
1: Um, If
0: you are out there and you would like to share with us a verse or an inspiring story, an uplifting story, please do so. You can email those to the podcast at gmail.com and send them in to us. We love getting... um, Interaction with our listeners, and we're excited to hear from you. Yes, please do. Yep. So, Jules, you put together a pretty good topic for us today. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, when we're doing a home visit um, or we actually go to the doctor or wherever, um, we're given a sheet called client rights. Mm -hmm. And so, I was thinking, let's stop and actually talk about those because nobody does. Right. It's like, here's another form to fill out. Mm -hmm. And um, so, let's really dissect it right? and go through it. And when I was researching this, what I found the most interesting about it is for client rights, they have it for mental health, they have it for social workers, they have client rights for nursing homes, um, home care, and even veterinarians. Wow. I, I had no idea <laughs> yeah. that it was such a, a big deal. So I, I think we should just get right into it and, and go down bullet by bullet and just, yeah, just talk about it. Make people realize that as, as a consumer, you do have rights to a lot of things, but with that comes responsibility.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because like you said, this is, um, this is a form that we take with us when we do a home visit. Um, unfortunately it seems like we probably don't spend as much time on it as really we should be. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go through it. So basically, um, just to kind of let everybody know federal law law does require that individuals receiving home care services be informed of their rights as a client. And so this is a document that we have um, through our agency and we'll just go through it and talk to you about what those mean. Yes, and um, not every
1: home care agency or any agency of whatever, like I was talking about, has the same one. Right. Everybody comes up with their very own. So we're going to talk about ours. Mm-hmm. And then I pulled up another one where um, they actually expanded on some of this stuff yeah. that was important to them. Sure. But I just think that um, to kind of see that whole breadth is really interesting. Right.
0: Well, the first one I find a little bit ironic because the, the, the client right is to be fully informed of all of your rights. <laughs> As you stated, though, with that comes responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you have the right to choose your care provider, Mm
1: -hmm. um, and that's really a big deal because that doesn't always happen in some communities. Right. Uh, We can be bluntly honest here and talk about uh, the... uh, lack thereof of sharing that kind of information, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes from even your local hospitals, if they have their own different extensions of home care or home health, um, doctors and all of that, they just tend to funnel, they funnel them right through to other people. And then um, we've had to deal with that before where we had to fight for every client we Mm -hmm. got. Um, And it was probably somebody that had done their uh, prior proper planning Mm -hmm. and knowing that they wanted to be with one agency or the other. Right. And um, but a lot of times when you're not feeling well or the family's in mid crisis, they just do whatever they're told. Mm -hmm. And, and that is not, that's against the law.
0: It really is. Yeah. People have freedom of choice. Yes. So um, if you are receiving home care or home health you have the right to choose what agency you want to work with, and a lot of times I think, like you're saying, just for ease of um, of transition or whatever, sometimes people will get funneled right through just into an existing or part of a particular company without even really letting the client know. Hey, these are your options; you get to pick what you want to use. Yeah, um, and you know whether that's intentional or not is is probably up in the air but we just want people to know that they do have they do have the right to choose and
1: yeah well I think about um all of the usually when you hear about that it's more like when you've had a fender bender mm-hmm. and the insurance is telling you which auto shop you're going to go right. to they can't do that either right so I it's not yeah. like your body is a you know a right. car but yet yeah you um any kind of a monopoly is truly against the law mm-hmm
0: Yep. So know that um, if you are out there and you are looking for care or receiving care and you are maybe not happy with what's going on, you do have the right to to make a change and and use a different agency if you so choose. Yeah. yeah. So you all our clients also have the the right to appropriate and professional care in accordance with their physician's orders. Okay. Yeah. So
1: basically, what that means is, um, especially in home health, mm-hmm. physician orders it's very specific if they're going to receive. PTOT speech, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes with, like, Medicare and all of that, you actually have to be very careful to follow that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, receive a timely response from the agency to his or her request for services. Mm-hmm. We work really hard on that mm-hmm. because if somebody calls us to ask for any kind of services, we want to call them back immediately if we haven't just been able to answer the phone right away. Right. And and that's just customer service, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of funnels right into the to the next um, to the next right, which is be admitted for services only if the agency has the ability to provide safe professional care at the level of intensity needed. And that's something that um, as you know, the dynamics of the world are kind of changing, and staff is becoming less available. That's something that we really have had to have a lot of conversations with people about. Um, you know, in returning those phone calls, can we truly help you? Do we have the staff available to do that? Because we do not ever want to bring a client onto services if we don't know that we can actually serve them.
1: Yeah, it, um it, if you do that, Mm -hmm. it just causes a lot of stress Mm -hmm. that you don't have to have. Mm -hmm. Their family's stressed because we're not be able to help them, but we're holding them up in a way. right? And then also then it causes stress on us because we feel obligated to that family and it's a terrible thing. So honesty is absolutely the best policy here.
0: Yeah, and thankfully in the community that we live in, we have great working relationships with the other home care agencies. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are many, many instances currently happening where we are sharing clients or you know just helping each other out making phone calls if we can't do it can you do it etc
1: yeah it, it really <clears throat> boils down to the timing of the call almost because um maybe we don't have a caregiver in a town that's 15 miles away but the other agency does mm-hmm, yep. and so that's really just part of that jigsaw puzzle of trying <laughs> to serve others
0: yes and then there's um The right to receive a reasonable um, continuity of care. Right. And that, you know, we have in the past actually had to transition people off of our service over to a different agency because we did not feel that we were able to adequately provide that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, people would
1: like the same person in their house all the time. Um, Unfortunately, what we do find is some of our caregivers, um, once they've met them, they only want them. Mm -hmm. But that's not the only client that wants that caregiver. (laughs) So we got to be able to try to spread the wealth. Yeah, do what we can for sure. Yeah. Receive information necessary to give informed consent prior to the start of any treatment or procedure. Uh, Be advised of any change in the plan of care before the change is made. Refuse treatment within the confines of the law and to be informed of the consequences of his or her actions.
0: That's a tough one. Yeah. Because that, a lot of times we run up against, um, you know, we have an idea about what something should be, but the patient or the client has a different idea and um, they they have the right to refuse that. Yeah. People have the right to fail. Oh, it's hard. That and is, just because what I think is what somebody should do, doesn't mean that that's what they should actually do. They know themselves better than anything. Yeah, that was anyone. one of the biggest things
1: I've ever had to learn mm-hmm. when we first started home care, because truly, uh, when we set out with home care, I really thought it was going to be a lot of uh, rainbows and hugs and <laughs> happiness. And, and, and it's yeah. not necessarily that. And um, a lot of people just won't won't be in compliance of what their care plan
0: says and we have to make really hard decisions sure sure and I think you know putting it in perspective that again what we think is right for somebody maybe isn't right for that person and so you know how looks good on paper yeah absolutely that's that's the thing (laughs) yeah yeah okay so um be informed of his or her rights under state law to formulate advanced directives um and we do provide mm-hmm. a form on our intake talking about advanced directives and giving some resources. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, some people have all of their end-of-life paperwork taken care of. Um, other people, I use it as a tool to help them start that mm-hmm. really hard conversation. Yeah, And so um, that is just one of those things that yeah. we we have available and and we use it mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And so it, it's good to... What we are looking for in that aspect is
0: in case of medical emergency, mm-hmm. what are your wishes? Right. Yeah, because that flows right into the next one, which is having healthcare providers comply with the advanced directives yeah. in accordance with state law requirements. Yeah. Yep.
1: Be you informed within reasonable time of anticipated termination of services or plans for transfer to another agency. Mm-hmm. That's just within the policies and procedures of what we do. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have had to, unfortunately, do that a few times mm-hmm. where we just could no longer serve someone for whatever reason. And, right. and we called them, talked to them, yep. um, tried to um, make sure that they were
0: d- transitioned over to the other agency just as yep. smoothly as possible. Sure, yeah. Yep. Be fully informed of agency policies and charges for services, including eligibility for third-party reimbursements. So that's a conversation that we have on the intake, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody is maybe receiving Medicaid benefits or VA, or there's a long term care policy in place.
1: Yeah, what's so exciting to me is when you're t- talking to somebody, and they want to know what your per hour rate is, and you tell them. Um, but then as you get to talking to them, you realize maybe that he was the dad was a veteran. So let's get you in and in, um, in, hook you up with the yeah. social worker to see if you could get some benefits yep. there. And there's a a lot of people out there just don't know what they're eligible for yes. so for and us to have those numbers and those contacts is just so exciting. oh
0: yeah and and like you said, a lot of times you don't know that until you're having a conversation yep. because they might not even have any idea that they would qualify nope. for any type of assistance. yeah so yeah, yeah.
1: and I will also say um, like those uh, third party insurances you know always ask mm-hmm. regardless because the no it's always no until unless you ask,
0: ask. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, so uh, clients have the right to be referred elsewhere if they are denied service solely on their ability, um, his or her ability, inability to pay. Yeah. Yeah, and we do, I mean, we're always trying to help people find resources if they're not able to pay privately and they don't have any of these other benefits. um, You know, we're trying to connect them with possibly Agency on Aging or, you know, My Glacier Village, just places that, that they can still get some help. Yep, there are there are options, but once again, don't don't not ask. Yes, yes, yes. Um, voice grievances and suggest changes in service or staff without fear of restraint or discrimination. That's that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, our policy basically is
1: is if we send you in somebody that just isn't working for you, just immediately call us mm-hmm. and, and let us know that it's not going to work. And that's why you're using the agency because we do have a pool of caregivers and we can replace that person. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to go out there and, and then be mad at the caregiver or mad at the client because right. they requested that change. We just realize that some personalities just don't match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be very honest with you um I suffer from high (laughs) self-esteem that when I'm doing a home visit I am actually um you know and and we've talked about this where we were thinking about the personality and the skill set that the family needs to make it successful Mm -hmm. and we knock it out of the park usually Mm -hmm. with the but then again that's because we have incredible caregivers oh absolutely yes
0: but I I do agree that you know clients should never be afraid to come forward if it's just not a good match. Oh my gosh, because when
1: when you're in your home, there's nothing worse than not looking forward to the person coming to see you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the caregiver's feeling the same way. You just never know. <laughs> This is true. This is true. So they both have that right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, There is a right to a fair hearing for an individual to whom any service has been denied, reduced or terminated or who is otherwise aggrieved by an agency action. The fair hearing procedure shall be set forth by the agency as appropriate to the unique patient situation. And I mean, something that might impact that would be like a funding source or a level of care diagnosis, things like that. Yeah,
1: definitely. Our Medicaid program. Mm It has a very specific grievance policy procedure. Yes. And, and you have to follow that yeah, to yeah, be the, able to talk about it. So mm-hmm, that's yeah, the, good. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So be informed of what to do in the event of an emergency. Mm-hmm. Once again, that's why we gather as much information as we can. Mm-hmm. And also we teach them that we're available 24-7. Mm-hmm. So that's when they have to get a hold of us to let us, you know, we can't help them unless we know that there's a right. problem.
0: Yeah. So that kind of wraps up um, at least our agency's list of c- client rights and gives a little description about them. Yeah. But you pulled up some information and went into some more detail. Yeah, I love it. Um, like I said, everybody's got a different perspective. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and this one place that I, I had Googled actually came up with a section where if they talked about dignity and respect, mm-hmm. um, how to deal with complaints, decision-making content and services provided, mm-hmm. privacy and access to medical records, Uh, financial information, oh, what is there, Um, advocacy resources, uh, free from reprisal, Mm -hmm. language services and auxiliary (laughs) aids, Uh, discharge and transfer policies. Uh, The one thing that I said is um, the home care provider or the physician's A client's physician may be forced to refer the client to another source of care if the client's refusal to comply with the plan of care themselves threatens to compromise the provider's commitment to quality care.
0: That's a big deal. We've had to move people on um, because they were not willing or able to comply, I guess. And that's, it's a word that not everybody likes. Yeah. Um, you know, essentially, if, if we feel like they're making decisions, putting themselves at risk, that then in turn puts our agency at risk, you know, there have been times when we have had to move on from relationships.
1: Well, and uh, what I don't think people realize is that um, through some of these government agencies that we have, the, our first rule is that we must be able to provide safety yeah, for health and safety. For health and safety in the community, mm-hmm. for them to be able to live in the community. Yep. And, and there are times that it, it just becomes a problem. So mm-hmm. we have to figure out what is the next step. Right.
0: And that's always hard because, obviously, we are the biggest advocates for being at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, we want everybody to have the opportunity to stay at home as long as possible. Yep. Um, but at, at such point that we can no longer provide for that health and safety, then we have to make some changes. Right, right. tough.
1: So that was basically the uh, rights that the consumer or the client has. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with that, like we said, is the responsibility. So we're going to go over a few of those.
0: Yes. So basically, um, if you are a patient receiving services, you need to understand that you have responsibilities. And those, some of those notify the provider of changes in your condition Um, so basically if there's a hospitalization or a change in your plan of care, if there are symptoms, um, it's really important that we know that. And a lot of times when someone ends up in the hospital, unfortunately, um, there's really no way for them to let us know that that has happened until we maybe find out because the caregiver goes to report to their shift and, and someone's not there. Um, but to the best of, of the patient's ability, they do have the responsibility to let the home care agency know of those types of changes. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know them because the other, the next step of that is making sure that the
1: caregivers that are in the home are appropriate Mm -hmm. because uh, I do have a small group of our, our people that don't want to work hospice. Mm -hmm. So let's say we've been with somebody for a long time and and they've declined to that point that they're now on that program Mm -hmm. and somebody's not comfortable with that topic. Mm -hmm. We we can't ask them to be there. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that doesn't happen very often because if they've been with that client forever, they want to see it till the end, but we're still something that we got to make sure mm-hmm. that they're appropriate.
0: Right. Um, the patient has the responsibility to follow the plan of care and the cool thing about what we do, everything that we do, especially on the private pay side of things is it's tailor-made mm-hmm. it, it is individual. So the, the patient or the client, they're part of that care plan, um, What is, what am I looking for? Construction of the Mm -hmm. care plan, putting it all together. And so once we decide and agree, then we've got to follow that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And that's um, a lot of this, when we talk
1: about plan of care is when we like do our Medicaid program. Mm -hmm. Um, That one's way more stringent. (laughs) <laughs> yes, because um, it is black and white mm-hmm. and there's really not a lot of flexibility. Yeah. So we're always reining people in saying, right. you know, it's not on the care plans. We're not allowed to do it.
0: Right. But the cool thing is, is that we do have the um, ability, if we find that something that is not on the care plan is needed, mm-hmm. um, we can go through the proper steps to try to get that that task added. Yeah. And or if there is something that is on the care plan that is not being utilized, We there are steps and things that we can do to take that off. So
1: yeah, so because they've made a lot of efforts and a lot of steps forward, calling it a person-centered plan. Mm-hmm. So can you explain that a little bit? Uh,
0: basically, with our Medicaid patients, it's really a time when we we come together, we talk about, you know, what are your goals? What are the things that um, our caregivers need to know about you? What are you looking for in a caregiver? What's your backup plan? Who are your um, contacts in case of emergency? So yes, this person-centered plan plan is really designed to have pretty in-depth conversations with people about what's important to them right and how do they what things can be done in the home to help improve their quality of life and make them feel better or improve their health so besides
1: the black and white care plan Mm -hmm. then comes the human component
0: yes yeah that's the part I like. Yes. yes. <laughs> You'd think it was all black and white with me because of the numbers thing, but <laughs> I really do like the human component. <laughs> yes,
1: for sure. Um, so to ask questions about care or services, to notify the home agency if uh, their visit schedule needs to be changed, mm-hmm. um, and we're in constant contact with our people, mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll let us know if, if they thought mornings was going to work, but it's not, Right, you know, we'll, we'll have to flex. Um,
0: to inform the agency of changes made to their advanced directives. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. Yep. To promptly advise the agency of any concerns with the services that are being provided. Yep. To, to provide a safe environment for the home, um, the home care agency staff. Yeah. That's important too. Oh, my word. We, we, we need to make sure that where we're sending our caregivers is a, not, is a good environment, a safe environment. Oh, and then to to carry out mutually agreed-upon responsibilities and to accept the consequences for the outcomes if they don't follow the plan of care.
1: You know, we had a tough situation. It's been over a year ago where we we had a gal that was on our services, Mm -hmm. and we thought we were doing a really spectacular job for her. Mm -hmm. And... um. She just had no flex mm-hmm. in, in her schedule or the way that her life was very, very structured. And if we ever had to make a change, it really threw her mm-hmm. for a loop. And unfortunately, it got to the point that um, we did have to make a change because she was so upset all the time um, and, and for what we did not understand. So we knew that there was more going on, mm-hmm. um, but b- we became her direct target. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a very sad situation and we hate
0: that. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's really sad when we don't feel like we're able to meet a client's um, expectations or meet their needs. And, you know, sometimes it's almost like we're the parents and you see that a situation is just, it's just not it's not meshing well, and so you kind of have to step in and say, okay, you know, we're not doing you any good if we're constantly upsetting you, and then if you're upset, then it, you know, kind of flows to the caregivers, and it's, you know, it's unfortunate, Um, but at times, you know, when we just, sometimes we just have to, to, agree to disagree possibly (laughs) or um, try to move on and and And, that's hard well and the
1: blessing is it that was one in a bazillion
0: oh yeah you know
1: um she was very mad i think she's still mad at us you know, (laughs) know i every once in a while i i get a whiff that she's still mad and i'm we just we are brokenhearted about it because we tried to rectify the situation. And thankfully, like I said, that only happened, you know, in one case where somebody was so upset with us, but it was part of the, you know, the client, um, responsibilities. Yes. Um, to help us basically help us help you. Right. Right. And, and so it, it, it can go both ways and it's, teamwork.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of what I'm getting most of what I'm getting from the patient responsibilities is just speak up, you know, speak up. Mm-hmm. But I think you, being having been in that situation, I think it's not always what you say but how you say it and and we're pretty responsive. Oh you know, we want to yes. help, and we're going to try really, really hard. So just try to be kind to us, and we'll try to be kind to you. Well, and... <laughs> we
1: certainly don't like it when people don't like us. Oh, I know. I don't
0: like. I don't want anyone ever to be mad at us because we work so hard. Yeah, and our caregivers work so hard. Yes,
1: so. yes, yes. This side of the, of the, the on the
0: agency side,
1: boy, we really it's, it's it's a lot of work.
0: Yeah, it is, and I I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm. I love what we do, and yeah. I love what our caregivers do, and. Um, It's just so meaningful, but
1: yeah, it boils down to quality of care Mm -hmm. and quality is the highest expectation that we have here. And um, working as a team, we can fill all of those rights and responsibilities and everybody um, has a good relationship and we work, you know, it's teamwork makes the dream work.
0: Yep. It absolutely does. It's win, win, win. Right, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Julie. I think that was a good um, a good topic to discuss. And I would encourage our listeners, you know, if you have a relationship with an agency, home health, home care, or even, you know, with your doctor's office, or you were talking about, you know, even your insurance for your car, just, you know, take a, take a couple minutes and read through those client rights so you know. Because if there are things that you think are going well or things that you are concerned about you know, know what you have the right to and and be willing to speak up. And
1: I think that 99.9% of the time, um, if there is any concerns about your rights mm-hmm. or your responsibilities, all it is is an explanation. Oh,
0: absolutely. Of what's going
1: on and let's talk about it. Let's
0: figure it out and let's just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. That's what we're going to do. Keep on trucking. <laughs> oh my gosh. So the saying today we're going to go ahead and just move into our grandma sayings because I think we've said all we can say about client rights. Yep, yep. <laughs> we all have the right. Go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, okay, so this is great. After complaining to my grandmother about my graying hair, she said to me, it's silver, dear, silver. Silver. And silver is a valuable commodity. Oh, I love that. It's that perspective thing. (laughs) It is. It is. I'm going to embrace the silver. Oh, (laughs) and
1: you'll look beautiful. Ah, Thank you.
0: (laughs) We'll see if I actually stick to that. Maybe that's my New Year's resolution. (laughs) It's the lie I'm going to make to myself (laughs) and not follow through on. Oh, Oh, goodness sakes. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you guys um, are out there and you have not yet subscribed, please do that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Go take a look at this um, at, at, at all of this gloriousness. You can do that on YouTube. You can leave us a review, share us with your friends, join our Apaga Care and Share uh, Facebook group, and send your verses and your inspiring stories to the Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to send your grandma sayings.
1: We need your grandma sayings. Yes. yes. It doesn't have
0: to be grandma, it can be grandpa. It can be something Aunt? brilliant that Uncle? you say all the time. Yes. Or funny. We like funny. Oh, we do. We also like silver. <laughs> that being said, peace silver out, Girl Scouts. <laughs> Have a good day. Bye-bye.